our religion with the Naitan enter into our community. And this is something that, you know, in the midst of all of the darkness and all, all the hardship that we are seeing and witnessing in the world today, there are these bright lights that we can't lose sight of. And so, uh, RJ, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me in uh, Arabic and then English. Ashadu. An. La. Ilaha. Illa. 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 Wa. Ashadu. Ashadu. Anna. Muhammad. Rasul. Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness. That there is only one God. Worthy of worship. Worthy of worship. And. And. Unconditional. Unconditional. Obedience. Obedience. And that Muhammad. Is his final messenger. And I'll bless you and keep you firm. And this is all your your family now. So enjoy your new family. And uh, inshallah, uh, we we do have a package for you, by the way. Uh, just a bless you. Congratulations. Inshallah, uh, after the khatirah, if everyone can please make sure, make it a point to, to greet uh, our brother, b'ithnillahi ta'ala. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wal'udwani illa ala zalimeen, wal'aqibatu lil'muttaqeen. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barak ala abdika wa rasulika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. Dear brothers and sisters, um, I wanted to speak to a sentiment, and this is something that inshallah ta'ala will be doing uh, over whatever period of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to do this, but there's this concept that truly many folks as we see what is transpiring, this question arises of the plotting of the enemies and the plotting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I wanted to reflect just for a few moments inshallah ta'ala on this particular ayah, إِنَّهُمْ يَكِيدُونَ كَيْدًا وَأَكِيدُ كَيْدًا they plan and I plan. They plan and I plan. And subhanAllah, there's so much depth to the tafsir of this ayah, specifically as it relates to the situation in Palestine and broadly. Obviously, you see the most advanced artillery, the most advanced technology, the most advanced PR, a sense of arrogance on the part of the aggressor. And you see our brothers and sisters and you think, how are they going to be able to overcome this? And even the battle that we are fighting here of PR, the propaganda against our Palestinian brothers and sisters and subhanAllah it might feel like they just have so much that they're able to do and so much scheming. What are we going to be able to do to actually be able to fight back with that? And so I wanted to talk about this and reflect on this inshallah ta'ala briefly tonight. And it's very interesting when you study this concept of the plotting of the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the plotting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in return. And there are three different ways in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about plotting in the Qur'an. The plotting of the enemies versus the plotting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Three words that are used. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions al-khida' which is deception. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ That verily the hypocrites seek to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in reality, He is deceiving them. The second word is al-makr. وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ We're going to dive deep into these inshaAllah ta'ala uh, in a bit. They plot 
they scheme. Of course, when you look at the English translation, these words become interchangeable. But they plot and they scheme. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plots as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of those who plot. And then finally, the word al-kaid, which we recite most frequently in Surah Al-Tariq. إِنَّهُمْ يَكِيدُونَ كَيْدًا وَأَكِيدُ كَيْدًا That verily, they plot and I plot. They plan and I plan. And SubhanAllah, when you start to break these three things down, you see the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how He addresses them. And so let's take the first two, inshaAllah ta'ala, and come back to Al-Kayt. And then we'll, we'll sort of build upon that ta'ala, specifically as it relates to what we are seeing today and the comprehensiveness of the Qur'an in this regard. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Al-Khida' and Al-Makr, the two types of deception, both of these are elements of scheming that involve a surprise attack. Okay, they involve the idea of deception in their own way. And there are two types of deception. There is deception in that you have a familiar enemy that tries to catch you off guard, catch you by surprise. And there is deception in that you have someone that pretends to be a friend and then deceives you. Okay? So surprise attack and surprise enemy. And you'll see why this is relevant as you're reading through the Quran. As for al-khida' Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only uses this word in regards to the internal enemies of the Prophet in Medina. He doesn't speak about this in relation to the kuffar, in relation to the disbelievers, the obvious enemies of the Prophet He speaks about this in regards to the hypocrites and Banu Quraidha, Banu Qaynuqa, Banu Nadir in Medina, the tribes that are plotting against the Prophet and they are pretending to be in covenant with the Prophet ﷺ, and the people that are pretending to be in community with the Prophet ﷺ, actually pretending to be Muslims. So you have Muslims that are, or, or people that are pretending to be Muslims so that they can cause harm to the Prophet ﷺ, and that's where Allah uses these words. So you have people that pretend to be on your side, but they seek to deceive from within. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah. They think that they are deceiving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He is in fact deceiving them. How? The hypocrites plotted and planned and they sought to reap every benefit from being on the side of the Muslims while causing as much harm to the Muslims as possible. And up until the Day of Judgment, SubhanAllah, look at how the ulama speak about this ayah. Even up until the Day of Judgment, they will think that they still have a chance. Why? Because they see the believers, the Muslims going forth with their light, and they try to situate themselves amongst the believers. And then what happens? Those who have lights go ahead, and the hypocrites are left behind. And they say, Wait for us. We want to benefit from your light. And the believers, may Allah make us amongst them, Allahumma ameen, will say to them, go back and kindle your light. Go back to the dunya and see if you can kindle your light over there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets up a barrier between them and all they have now is the punishment without the benefits, without the light. Whereas the believers had the sacrifice without the benefit in this dunya. Right? So now the tables have turned and they will think, SubhanAllah, they will think even up until that very moment that maybe we can situate ourselves and we can fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instead deceiving them when they think they are deceiving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have those that pretend to be your friends and at the end of the day, they are seeking ways to undermine you. And one of the things that we have seen in this recent uh, catastrophe, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help our brothers and sisters in Palestine and liberate them, Allahumma ameen. One of the benefits is that the masks are falling. The masks are falling, right? Those who were the enemies from within are being exposed in many different ways. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, Allahumma ameen. So you have al-khida' which is someone that pretends to be your friend, but harms you or seeks to harm you in unsuspecting ways. Al-Makr is used more frequently in the Quran. So I'm going in order of rare to most frequent. Al-Makr is used to refer to the disbelievers and those that were outward enemies of the Prophet and of the Prophet that you weren't amongst them when they were all sitting together and they were coming up with these plots. So they are clearly your enemies, but they're trying to catch you off guard. So it's a surprise attack or a deceptive plan, even though they are clearly your enemies. You see the difference between the two? Clear enemies versus, you know, uh, pretenders. And it's not about them deceiving you in who they are, but it's about them trying to deceive you in what they're trying to do, right? So they, you know exactly who they are. They come together, they plot against you, and it also has that element of deception in its secrecy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphasizes every time he brings up al-makr in the Qur'an that he was aware of it all along. I was aware of it all along. They came up with their plan and it was already with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even if they're makr, in kana makruhum, litazuna minhu al-jibal. There are two ways, by the way, that this ayah can be understood and they complement one, uh, one another. As the ulama mentioned, even if their plot could move mountains, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already has it and it's not going anywhere. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will overcome it. And that is uh, some of the, the scholars of tafsir like Qatada rahimahullah, he said, وَإِن كَانَ شِرْكُهُمْ لِتَزُولَ مِنْهُ الْجِبَابِ So for example, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a shirk and he says that it could, you know, that the mountains would flatten that they dare to ascribe to Ar-Rahman a son, right? So their plot, even if it could move mountains, it's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's one way to understand it. Another way is that their plan could not even move a mountain even if they wanted to. So not to get into too much details, but who do these people think they are? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates and Allah destroys. Allah moves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds still. They do not have the capacity to move anything. So what makes them think they're going to be able to move their plan along? When just like the mountains are set firm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree is already set firm. It's a powerful example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to us in multiple places in the Quran. And once again, just like they think that they're deceiving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's deceiving them, likewise, they are making their plans, their makr, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making his plans to undermine them, to catch them by surprise. Wallahu khayrul makirin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of those who plot. Uh, these ayat came in regards to Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, Jesus peace be upon him. Right? So Isa alayhi salam, his enemies, when they came together and they said, we're going to crucify him. And you can imagine the element of surprise when Isa alayhi salam descends upon this earth once again and he never was crucified. 
But we saw him on the cross. We killed him, right? They thought they killed him. They thought they crucified him. But it was only made to appear that way to them. So subhanAllah, you, you notice here a common theme already that as long as it goes, it could go for years, centuries, generations. But the makr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always overcome theirs. The plan of Allah will always be superior to theirs when Isa salam comes descending once again to this earth and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants victory on the hands of Isa salam even when people thought that they humiliated him and they crucified him on a cross. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows that their plan failed and his plan succeeded. So al-makr is this idea that you know, your enemies think and, and Allah was speaking about them when they're plotting and they're thinking about how they're going to kill the Prophet and they're whispering and they're in, you know, they're in Dar al-Najwa and they're talking to themselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears every single thing that they're saying. Their plan is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they think if they talk lower, he won't hear them. Right? They think if they use sign language, then they can deceive the divine. It's not working. Allah already has it with him. Right? The third one, and this is the one that we're going to spend a little bit of time with, is Al-Kayt. Now the ulama mentioned about Al-Kayt, and subhanAllah, there have been books written about these three different things, by the way, and the tafsir is rich on it. Al-Kayt, which is a plan, is sort of like the comprehensive strategic plan so it can include an element of al-khida' and an element of al-makr. So it's sort of like the, the, the wholesome plan, the whole strategy. They've got the whole roadmap planned out. It can be hidden or it can be public. The point is, is that they've got their plan put together. They've got their strategy put together. The scheme is there and it includes the elements of deception, the elements of power, and they're ready to execute. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّهُمْ يَكِيدُونَ kayda." They plan their plan, and I too am planning. Some of the scholars say that of the power of these ayat, by the way, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say, and Allah plans too. Allah said, and I too am planning. They're planning, and I too am planning. Leave them. Leave them. And subhanAllah, the next surah is, Focus on glorifying your Lord. Glorify and praise your Lord because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of them. Leave them to me. And look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about al-kayd. Inna kayd shaytani kana da'ifa. That the kayd, the plan of the devil is weak. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأُمْلِي لَهُمْ إِنَّ كَيْدِ matin." My plan, and, and matin is, is a hard word to translate by the way, but it is stable, there are no cracks in it, there is absolutely nothing that can cause the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unravel. So they've got their plan and they think it's bulletproof. And at the end of the day, it's weak. It will fall apart in places that they don't understand and in ways that they don't understand. As for my plan, it is mateen. It's perfect. Perfect and it cannot be defeated. It cannot be overcome. Now, subhanAllah, the ulama mentioned several benefits of this as well, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans against the oppressor and He plans for the oppressed. Such as the example in Surah Yusuf, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that Ya'qub alayhi salam said to his children, فَيَكِيدُ لَكَ 
كَيْدَ That they will plan against you. لَا تَقْصُصْ رُؤْيَاكَ عَلَىٰ إِخْوَتِكَ فَيَكِيدُ لَكَ كَيْدَ Don't mention your dream to your brothers because they will plot against you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at the end of the surah that this is how we planned for Yusuf alayhi salam. كِدْنَا Yusuf. That we were planning against those who sought to harm Yusuf and we had a plan for Yusuf all along. And so the scholars say, subhanAllah, that Allah plots against your enemies and He plots for the believers. Plots against the enemies and He plots for the believers at the same time. And both of those plans are absolutely perfect. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions what? وَإِن تَصْبِرُوا وَتَتَّقُوا So long as you are patient and you have taqwa, you have God consciousness. لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ That you would not be harmed by their plan in any way whatsoever. Now, SubhanAllah, there is so much to benefit from these ayat as you read through them. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is assuring the believers that their plan is going to fall apart and I am already planning against them. And your plan that might seem like it has absolutely no way of coming to fruition, I am planning for you. So put your trust in me. The scholars say in regards to the prophets of Allah and how we can understand the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave victory to the prophets over their enemies. That the plotting of the enemies actually turns out to be against them. That the very things that they did to harm actually come back to haunt them. So for example, the brothers of Yusuf threw him into a well to get rid of him because they wanted their father to love them instead. And what ended up happening? Yaqub love for Yusuf only grew. That's number one. So it failed on that account. Yaqub's love for Yusuf only grew stronger. Secondly, they did him the greatest favor. He went and became the king of Egypt. Right? Eventually at the end of that path, at the end of all of that hardship was Yusuf on a throne. They threw him in a well, he ended up on a throne and they ended up at his mercy needing him to give them something. There is a riwayah in tafsir that Qatad rahimahullah mentions that uh, Yusuf told one of his sons, this is actually, and of course these are all stories that are not from the ahadith, they're from the tafsir. And so there's benefit that we can take from them so long as they don't undermine. Uh, the Quran and the Sunnah that Yusuf told one of his sons, uh, Go serve your guests. And he said, And who are these guests? He said, These are your uncles. His son, at this point, Yusuf has gotten married in Masr, in Egypt, and has had his own kids. And his son says, You mean the same brothers that threw you in the well, that tried to kill you, that threw you in the well and got rid of you? And he says to his son that they did a favor to me. They showed ihsan to me without even knowing it. <laughs> they didn't have the intention to do good to me, but if it wasn't for them throwing me into that well, and if it wasn't for their plot, then how would this have come into being? So there is a, a blessing that came out of this. Likewise with the Prophet So whether you're talking about Yusuf Joseph, or you're talking about Isa Jesus peace be upon him, right? And the great honor that Allah subhanahu wa bestows upon him as a result. Or Ibrahim salam. They threw him into a fire and look what ended up coming of him. That with the Prophet ﷺ, they wanted to erase his name from the planet. They wanted to kill him in Mecca, get rid of him. And they ran him out of Mecca. 
I want you to ask this question to yourself and just think about it. Would Islam really have been the Islam that we have without Medina? Can you imagine Islam without the Ansar? Can you imagine Islam without Medina to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the city of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? But their harming and persecuting the Prophet built character in the existing companions and then led to the establishment of a city that would give light to the world in Al-Madinah Al-Munawwara and the Ansar and those great companions that came from there and instead the Prophet does not just rise on Safa as an accepted messenger with the tens of followers that he has there he comes back and he stands on a Safa with 10,000 followers from around the world so their plans that they conduct to try to hurt actually come back to haunt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you each and every single time they plan and I plan they scheme and I scheme they seek to deceive and I'm deceiving them all along the way now what does this mean for us dear brothers and sisters and I'll leave you with this because these are the days that these ayat of the Quran these verses of the Quran really have to be read with a great level of conviction with a great level of faith with a great level of, of certainty what it means is that you don't have to see the plan to trust the planner just like when you supplicate and you make a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have full certainty in the answer you don't have to see that dua that supplication show up with any manifest material way for you to know that your dua was answered the same thing is true when it comes to the plans the plans I want you to understand that as you're watching what is unfolding in Palestine right now that every single plot against the believers in Palestine will actually come back to be in favor of the people of Palestine and the Ummah of Muhammad that their plans will actually backfire that their plots will actually backfire not because of us not because we know what we're doing no we do our part we try our best but it's not because of us it's because of him subhanahu wa ta'ala whether that shows itself in 10 days or 10 years innahum yakiduna kayda wa akidu kayda in tasbiru wa tattaqu sabbih isma rabbikal a'la you focus on your sabr on your patience you focus on your taqwa on your god consciousness you focus on your tasbih on your glorification of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you focus on your planning but know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plans are greater and he plans for the believers and he plans against those who seek to harm them may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with our brothers and sisters in Palestine may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala support our brothers and sisters in Gaza in these difficult times may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala foil the plans and the plots and the scheming of those who seek to harm them May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala foil the plots and the plans and the schemes of the hypocrites around them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow them to find shahada and death and to find greater meaning in life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restore to them their land. May Allah restore to them their dignity. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all to pray in a liberated Masjid al Aqsa. Allahumma ameen. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Baraka Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.